Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Welcome back, everybody, to the Get the Fuck Off podcast for episode 80-80. Holy fucking shit, 8-0. I have put out 8-0, 80 episodes of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. It's kind of blowing my mind a little bit. And I was taking last week off because I'm sort of kind of sliding into bi-weekly now because I've just started a women's coaching community called Day One. I'll talk about that a little bit later because it kind of ties into the episode. Today, I was going to revisit a past episode that I wanted to talk about because it was one of my more popular episodes and it was called Show Up Imperfect. I, this was episode 30. So we are on episode 80. So that was 50 episodes ago that I did Show Up Imperfect. April 19th, 2021 was when I put it out and I'm going to read the description. I started the Get the Fuck Off podcast without much thought or preparation was the first line that I put in the description of that podcast. And then I wrote, I knew that a podcast would be complimentary to what I did overall. So I bought a mic and within two weeks, I'd put my first few episodes out into the world. Neither of those episodes was perfect. In fact, even now, I wouldn't consider what I do to be, quote, perfect, unquote, by any means. People spend their lives waiting to do things until they feel they're 100% ready. You're never going to be 100% ready. And the first time you do something, no matter how great you think you are, it's going to be awkward as hell. The world celebrates those who celebrate themselves and who are willing to share their gifts with as many people as possible. So this is what I wrote in the description of episode 30 of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. When I had put out 30 episodes and I thought, oh, oh I'm, 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 a, I'm a, a very put together podcaster now and I can talk about this. I, I think I can still talk about this because what I realized after launching my first women's coaching community was that showing up imperfect never stops. Like, so it's not only that you have to show up imperfect, but you never stop showing up imperfect. You just keep showing up imperfect for the rest of ever. Like, that's what it seems like. So I, I wrote in, again in the, the episode I put out on episode 30 about how the way we feel about things is that we learn to do things in secrecy. And then we practice in secrecy and then we come out in public and then everybody is going to praise us and give us accolades for how great we do. But that is just not the way that you do it. The The way that you do it is you learn as you go. You start doing the thing without knowing how. You learn as you go and you publicly talk about the process. So I've had this idea for a while to put together a women's coaching community and 
I realized as I was putting together that community that there was going to be no way that I could launch this community without showing up imperfect because I've never done it before. So how the hell am I going to launch a women's coaching community without showing up as an imperfect women's coaching community facilitator? I've been in communities. I've been in different types of coaching communities and I've been in different types of communities overall, but I had never facilitated my own. I mean, I've run the training team um, for the restaurant that I worked at for many years. So I have managed groups before, but this was the first time. So as I was going through this, this was really the first time that I ever went through that process. And I realized kind of like when I started my podcast that I was just going to have to show up imperfect. So I was on a coaching call. Uh, sorry, not a coaching call, a call about the coaching community with somebody that is actually now in the community. I'm so happy she's there. But we were on this call and I was trying to show her what the space looked like because the community is hosted in a place called Circle. And Circle is not necessarily a common space that everybody's been in unless they've been in a community that somebody has had hosted there. So I was trying to show her what circle looked like. So I was trying to share my screen on Zoom. And even though I've been a coach for a couple of years now, guess who didn't know how to share their screen? Me. So here I am on this call and I'm like, great. So I just had to roll with it. I just had to think, okay, well, I'm here and I'm, I'm going through micro steps and I don't know how to share my screen. So I'm, we're going to learn. <laughs> we're going to learn together. And um, the community is a paid community. And I was like, I, I have no idea how this is going to work when I implement that paywall structure because I've never taken payments that way before. Like I have through Stripe, but I never have done it in a way that somebody was going to do that as part of a subscription to a community. So there was going to have to be a first time. Like there was always going to have to be a practice period. And I just want all of you to know that no matter what you do, you are going to have a practice period. And you're going to suck in some way during your practice period. And through that practice you gain mastery. You don't gain mastery before you show up and practice. This past week, I went to LinkedIn for a podcast interview with uh, Andrew Seaman, who is, I've known him a long, long time. He hosts a podcast on LinkedIn called Get Hired, and he wanted to have me on as a guest to talk about transformation. And so we went in and we were in this studio and I met his producer and we were talking and it was a really nice interview. I never would have been able to do that had I not been sitting at my desk in front of this microphone that I bought for, I forget how many dollars, what, like $80 or something like that um, for all this time, like 80 episodes, 80 episodes of windbag me sitting here at my desk um, having these interviews. Sometimes it's just me staring off into space. Sometimes it's me on a Zoom call with somebody else and then I rip the audio and I edit it. I mean, it's, it, it's a whole bunch of different stuff. But I never would have felt the comfortability or the muscle memory to deliver a podcast interview in a professional setting had I not created my own professional podcast and gone through the trial and the error and the speaking and the 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 dynamics of my voice and be able to articulate in the way that I articulate that all happened by showing up imperfect here 
on the Get the Fuck Off podcast. And just taking a minute to just show up imperfect. So let's talk about how this applies to your life. All of you are going to be doing things. And as you're doing these things, you're going to be showing up imperfect. If you are, I have a lot of people who follow me because I'm a writer, so I attract writers. I also have quite a few people in my orbit that are writers. So I think writers just kind of get attracted to each other. I think that this is how it kind of works. One of my mentors who's been on the podcast, Ash Amberzay, uh, she's a really good friend of mine. She um, is a writer. And so some people from her community have started following me. So there's just lots of writers in my orbit. So let's, I'm going to use a writer as an example. If you are a writer, you are not going to just one day show up and have a book deal like it's not going to happen that way I'm sorry if you think so but it's not you're going to write a million crappy pieces that are going to go out into the world with routine and regularity and people will read your your writing and some of your writing will be amazing and some of your writing will suck and that's just the way that it is like some of my podcasts are like oh look at that one it has like a 90% listener retention cuz now a- apple and spotify deliver me analytics so i don't have to do something extra to have analytics so my boasting of not running analytics is now over i now know the analytics hello everybody thank you for listening to the get the fuck off podcast i know who you are not not really like i, I know your demographics <laughs> i know your age and you know shit like that but I am looking at that and I see, oh, this episode was great. Oh, this episode nobody cared about. Like I had a rep- or an episode about relationships and like nobody listened to it. And I was like, okay, so the listeners of the Get the Fuck Off podcast really don't give a fuck about relationships. Amazing. Um, awesome. It's, it's just something that but I did put that out into the world that's out in the world that exists and I did it and it was a big flop congratulations Andy nobody listened to your episode we have 80 episodes out here now and just floating around and that's how it's going to be with your writing that's how it's going to be with every single thing that you want to show up to do and for a long time I didn't do that because I kept thinking that I had to have a set of criteria And that criteria had to be met before I could show up and start writing publicly because I was telling this story about the fact that I worked in a restaurant for so long. So obviously nobody would care about what I had to say. I mean, disregarding all of the other things that I have going for me that qualify me to say all of the things that I say, I wasn't telling that story. I was telling a story that was disempowered. And what was really happening was I was just afraid. Like I was just afraid to show up. I was afraid to use my voice. I was afraid of what people would say or the the feedback that I would get. And what I've learned about putting messages out into the world is that if you have a message that is very powerful, you're going to get negative feedback before you get positive feedback. I had one article go viral on Medium. I had negative feedback within six minutes. There is a Reddit thread of hate about me. On Reddit, you could you could look it up. These people saying all kinds of bullshit about me. Like, like I think I read one of the comments that was like disputing my race times because I was saying I, I ran two races like a year apart. And I'm like, you can actually go Google this. Like all of this is public information. But okay, go fuck yourself. But like this, this exists. 
months. And within a very short period of time, there was all of this hate. Because what it was, was that I wrote it as a, a running article, but it was really a personal development article. And I think people didn't really get that. It was an article about limiting beliefs, but people thought I was teaching running strategy. So the message underneath was about believing in yourself, but people did not, that did not land for people that were thinking in terms of specific runner science. So they just reacted quickly like, whoa, this this goes against everything I know. Why are you writing this? Like I wrote, uh, if you want to be run a marathon, don't start with a 5K. And it was all about you don't need to start with such a small distance. Like you can go for the gold immediately. Every single person can do every single thing. And I, I got that philosophy from Sabrina Stanley. Like she was here on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And I learned that from her, that everything is possible for everyone. So that was what I was writing about and I was writing about uh, your limiting beliefs but people that went against what we are taught like in running coach coaching we're, we taught to we're taught to work our way up and yes of course you do that of course you're going to run 3.1 miles before you run 26.2 but that wasn't the point of the article but because it stirred something up in people because it was it it made them feel a little bit of a disturbance they gave me negative feedback before I got positive feedback and it still remains my most read article on medium I don't write on medium anymore but it's it's there so that was one of the reasons that I was afraid to use my voice and then I realized you know what I gotta I gotta just use it like I just have to show up and I people talk about my consistency a lot with different ways of showing up it's like you know you just show up and you put your shit out into the world and that's it. Like that's it. You just show up imperfect. Just say what you got to say, slam it out into the void and then detach. I follow a lot of Eastern philosophy and this is a big one um, in Hinduism. Um, and if you read the Bhagavad Gita, um, it talks about karma yoga and that's do your duty and don't attach. And I talk about this a lot. There was a famous blogger that used to come into the restaurant when I was working there. He came in for lunch every day for anonymity purposes. I'm obviously not going to say who it was. But I used to say to him, you know, I'm sorry I don't read your blog. And he, he always said back, I don't read it either. That's all right. I don't read it either. And he, and he was so detached. Like he was so detached from it like he wrote his blog he put it out into the world and then the, it was done he didn't have attachment to what the articles said or how people felt or what sort of comments he got and the the nature of his blog was could be considered controversial so I bet that there was a lot of feedback that he got that probably was undesirable but he didn't care he just did his due diligence put his message out into the world and then left it walked away it was fine this is what we do with showing up imperfect. We just show up. You're going to, you're, there's no way that you can possibly show up and know everything at the outset. You are learning as you go. Like I learned how to share my screen on Zoom this week. You would think that that would be something I would know already, but I didn't. And that was a micro step, you know. When I became a runner, I showed up as a back of the pack, marathon runner I mean my first race was a half marathon I had no idea how it worked I didn't know what bag check was I didn't know anything I mean I, I don't think I smoked a cigarette beforehand but pretty sure that I smoked quite a few after and I had no I had no idea I was just like okay well I'm here I'm here I'm here for my my first race and it was not something that I had ever done I didn't know like I, I was confused I went to pick up my bib and I was like where do I 
where do I, how do I know where to go? Because I thought, oh, it's a race. They're just going to put me out into the wild and I'm going to need to memorize the course ahead of time so I don't get lost. I didn't realize that there was no way you could get lost in a race course. I, I didn't know how that would go. Like, how am I going to get water? Like, where does my stuff go? I gave it to my ex-boyfriend. He like held it for me. There's a picture of us when I was at the finish line of the race and he's holding my bag because I didn't know how bag check worked. I was like, and I remember being on the train. My first race was the Staten Island half. And I was on the train going to the Staten Island ferry. And I remember, I was, of course, very, very early. So I was in the second wave and the people that were in the first wave were on the train. So real fit runners, you know. And here I am like this, I know, 190 pound, I think I was like, you know, almost 190 pounds, um, 5'3". You know, my clothes are too tight because I bought a shirt to run in and it, it didn't fit right. And, you know, I'm just like, I remember being on the the train and seeing all these really fit runners from the first wave being on the train with me and thinking, what am I fucking doing? Like, geez, can I just go home? We were on the ferry. I was drinking a can of tab soda and my friend Sierra made a comment about it she's like you're drinking soda I was like yeah you know because at that time I was well tab was still in existence which is one of my favorite sodas there was because they still made it with saccharin and I just I was so addicted to the chemicals I was addicted to soda for years but I was a soda addict and I was not drinking water on my way to the start of this race it was a can of tab on the Staten Island Ferry going to the Staten Island Half Marathon. Never ran a race before. And I I just think about that now. And I'm like, oh, I really added a new meaning to showing up imperfect. But I did it. I wanted to learn. And I was like, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. I can, I, I know now what this is. And I'm going to do this. I trained all summer and I finished and I just, I cried. Like I just, I cried these powerful tears because I was willing to step out of my way for just a second and to show up not knowing and to be curious and be like, okay, like this is fine. This is fine. I'm just going to do this. You know, showed up to my first wellness community, the Whole Life Challenge. I was a pack-a-day smoker. I, d- I did not know how to eat. I, I didn't know how food worked. I didn't know, like, how nutrition worked. I had no idea. And I showed up because a friend of mine invited me. And she, you know, she was a personal, you know, studied to be a personal trainer. And she was, you know, very fit. And, I mean, very, very fit. And she was also on a team with very, very fit people. And I granted, our team was was more, um, we were not not as hardcore as the other team that she was on. But she was on this team. And I just felt so out of place. I felt so inadequate. It's like, what am I doing here? Like, I don't belong here. People like me don't do things like this. This kind of ties into the work that I do as a coach, identity work. Identity work because you tell the story. People like me don't do things like this. But it's like people like you do do things like this. It's just that there has to be a first time. And the first time is going to be completely uncomfortable. Like you're not going to understand what you're doing. It's going to feel weird. You're going to feel like you have no fucking clue what's going on and you're going to figure it out. Like nobody wants to be uncomfortable but be, because they don't want the awkwardness of that first time. But like if your life is uncomfortable, then is it really worth not going out of your comfort zone just that one time? Like is it really worth me not being able to manage an awesome group 
of, well, not even manage, facilitate, hold the space, create the space, lead a community of empowered, really awesome fucking women. Is it really worth me not doing that to stay comfortable? Because yeah, like one-on-one, one-on-one is something that I'm comfortable with. But even then, like I had to have my first client. And at that time, I didn't have near the amount of training or practice. I mean, like, man, everything, you know, like practice is practice. Like doctors, they call it a practice for a reason. Like the more you do it, it's, it's practice. Like I didn't have the hours. I didn't have the coaching hours at the time. I had an idea that I could do this. I was ignorance on fire, you know, like... Um, one of my mentors, teachers, Sean Smith says, ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. And I totally agree with that. Like I was, I knew that I wanted to help and I knew that I had the ability to help. But in terms of a structure or a program or like tangible, hardcore, like concrete tools in the toolbox, I didn't have any of that. All I had was a, a desire to help. And I I was successful at it, but that is also muscle memory. And that was also uncomfortable when I first started doing it. So it wasn't as uncomfortable to, um, you know, we're having our first uh, coaching call for day one. It wasn't as uncomfortable because I'd been coaching and I had learned quite a bit in the time that I've been coaching. I mean, I'm, I'm leaps and bounds from where I was. But I did have to have that first call with that first client. I had to show up to it imperfect and I'm a full disclosure person yeah I'm full disclosure all the way and just starting the community of day one I've realized that there will never be a time when you are not showing up imperfect because if you want to continue to grow and you want new things to happen for you you will have to show up imperfect there will be a first time for everything it will never stop it just goes forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever it never ends 50 episodes ago I talked about this I've had so many people on the podcast since 50 episodes ago those were all amazing experiences I got invited to be a beta tester for the wisdom app community um, which is a social audio community for people in personal development and I got invited to that because I had this podcast and had I not had this podcast I would have not met my amazing partner Martin Garcia um Martin John Garcia he's wonderful um I would have never met him I would have never met him had we not been on that app like just the way that things unfolded and it was because of my willingness to just keep showing up. Like, I'm just going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep showing up. And now I'm in a wonderful, wonderful relationship. The podcast is still going. People listen to it. People get a lot of value out of it. You know, I, I'm i showing up in other places now. I have all kinds of things going because I was willing to show up imperfect and do the thing when I had no idea how to do the thing. When I felt embarrassed because my neighbors on both sides of me might hear me while I'm sitting here on, I record these on weekends. So you're listening to this on Monday. Congratulations, you're hearing Saturday's words. Um, but I seriously, yeah, I just sit here and I and I do this. Um, unless, of course, it's it's an interview with somebody, then it's according to, then it's on our schedules. But if it's if it's just be me by myself, it's usually on the weekends. And I had to go through that discomfort. I had to go through that uncomfortable part 
of the fact that yeah these these people might be home and they might they might hear me doing this and that's just how it's gonna be like I'm just gonna have to get over that and you feel that lump in your throat like oh I don't want to do this I feel like I don't fit I feel like it's weird and you're like you know I, I just gotta do it like I just gotta do it and that's it and uh, that's where I talked about embodiment and the manual override. The manual override is so important. That's what I did with that first half marathon. That's what I do when I write publicly. That's what I do with the podcast. Just manually override. If you're having anxiety, just manually override it. Just override the program. Womp womp. Just override. Override. So I wanted to... um. Yeah, just wanted to talk about that because show up imperfect is still a thing. If you guys want to listen to that first episode, see how much I've changed, <laughs> you can go back and listen to episode 30. I promise I'm not going to be listening to episode 30 because I don't want to be like, oh God, look how imperfect I was. No, I'm teasing. Um, I'm proud of episode 30. I'm proud of all of the episodes of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Sure, they have evolved. They have evolved because I was willing to show up in present moment imperfect so so important whatever you have now wherever you're at right now just show up now with what's available to you if you want to be like a you want to write a a Pulitzer Prize winning I don't know what the hell start writing now it doesn't matter where the hell you write just start writing now if you want to have a podcast that people listen to I know people listen to mine because 25 people 25 of you I don't know who you are but 25 of you listen to me more than any other podcast according to Spotify wrapped (laughs) and the last year I figured that out that was really beautiful for me to find out because I was like there are people that are listening and they get value out of the get the fuck off podcast and that is really cool and I just started showing up imperfect so you guys can do that right now you could show up right where you're at and just start doing the thing and I promise you through a series of Many, many uncomfortable attempts, you will gain mastery in anything that you want to do. It's day one every day. Just stick with, okay, wake up as a new person every day. So this is the concept for my women's coaching community day one. I would love for you guys to stick around to hear about day one, please. So here's what day one is. We're going to be doing this. This is the exact thing that we are doing. So we are showing up every day and we are making a commitment to be the highest versions of ourselves. I don't, and I, and I said this in our meeting um, today, and you guys are hearing this on Monday, but this is actually, I'm recording this on Saturday afternoon. And I said this in our meeting. I don't give a fuck who you were yesterday. You are you today. And I had to go through this with my identity. Remember I was talking earlier in the episode about people like us do things like this. This is what I had to go through because I had to go through the fact that even though for 18 years I smoked cigarettes, I could still show up and run a half marathon. I could do that. Who I am today is not contingent on yesterday. I'm sober. I preached that alcohol was the greatest thing in the world and oh, I feel real bad for people who don't drink when they wake up in the morning. It's the best they're gonna feel all day. I used to say that one a lot. That was a big one for me. I used to I used to uh, blab that bullshit 
I used to say that all the time. And, you know, there were other things that you, you know, you say to reinforce the identity of something that maybe doesn't serve you. I'm not saying that drinking doesn't serve everyone, but it sure as hell didn't serve me. I have an alcohol use disorder. You know, I was drinking entirely too much. I'm incapable of moderation. There's a lot of scientific reasons for why I'm incapable of moderation. Um, There's nothing wrong with me. I don't have a disease. Um, Moderation and your loss of ability to moderate comes with habitual excessive use over time. And I, when I didn't start drinking until I was 20 years old, and when I did, I started hitting it hard. Like I would hit it hard. And that was, you know, college and all that. And I just carried that on. I worked in the service industry for years, kept hitting it hard, hitting it hard, hitting it hard. And what, what the hell happened, you know? So, I, um, yeah, I, that was a part of my life. That was a part of my identity. And I preached how great booze was. I loved it. I was a bartender. I served, I kept working in bars after I stopped drinking. I kept going to bars. I kept going to, I mean, Olenny's was a casualty to the pandemic, but that was my regular bar. And after I got sober, I continued to go. I loved bars. I loved bars so much. Um, but who I am today isn't contingent on who I was yesterday. Like when I started becoming a person that was, you know, working in personal development and uplifting people, uplifting women, uplifting, you know, all people. I had been a hateful, heinous, self-loathing person for many, many years. And yeah, I ran the risk that people would call me out and say, I remember when you were this person. And it's like, well, you know what? Then you do. And you know what? People might not forgive you for who you've been. And that's that's okay. Because if you hurt them, they don't owe you that. You know, they don't owe you forgiveness. You might run into situations where, yes, people might say, oh, but you said this. Well, then that's the risk you run. Do you want to have to stay with the identity that you created? Because you don't have to do that. Like, and those people will fall away. If they don't match you vibrationally anymore, they will fall away. They might fall away in contempt, but they'll fall away. They're going to go eventually because you cannot stay synced up with somebody that you don't match the, the frequency of. You just can't. Like we are vibrational beings. So if you, if you've been a certain way in your life, I don't care how you've been. I don't care if it was a habit. I don't care if it was a lot of people in diet culture, you know, that are out of diet culture get this way. You know, I'm going to rebel against diet culture. And then they rebel against diet culture so hardcore, they gain a whole bunch of weight. And then all of a sudden they want to lose weight. And so they want to start eating nutrient dense food again. And they're like, but wait, that's diet culture. It's like, no, that's nutrient dense food. That's, that's not diet culture. But it doesn't matter. You can still hate diet culture and eat nutrient-dense food. Like, it's okay. It's like, so who you were yesterday is not, who you are today is not contingent on who you were yesterday. So all of us, I live in the land of complete and utter possibility. Like the interview with Sabrina, I believe everything is possible for everyone. I believe this. I believe this so, so, so much. And I believe that the way to do that is through present moment awareness. Like you wake up today and you're like, hello, I'm here today. What can I do today? What is a micro action that I can take today? Or if you don't want to take an action, what can I receive today? How can I take space today? How can I care for myself today? Like just all of these things, just being able to open in that way can do so much for you as long as you stay present. Because if you're looking to the future, you're going to feel inadequacy because you're going to be always looking at where you aren't yet, where you are not yet, where you are not yet. I- I'm guilty of it, guys. I'm guilty of it. I'm doing, 
so well. I quit my jobs last November and other than a three-day um, little studio audience gig I did a couple of months ago, it was just, you know, for fun, like, oh, let's try something new. I've only worked for myself and I'm doing better than I've ever been doing and I'm serving more people in more powerful ways and I'm delivering more for people than I ever have done. But I still get to, I still get that. I'm just like, oh, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. And so I do the same thing that I did when I was a runner. I just turn around. I take a quick glance and I go, huh, I used to be there. And then I come right back to present moment. Day one. Every day is day one. So who's in day one? Right now there are 10 of us, including me. I am expecting another person to enroll this week. She's been on vacation. Um, I have a couple of maybes. I would love to have 15. I'm willing to take up to 30. So I would love, love, love to have you. You do not need to have met me already to join day one. Um, you can go to my website, getthefuckoff.com, and in the navigation, it says day one group coaching. You can just take a look and like, click the link and check it out. Um, I'm closing enrollment uh, this Friday, June 24th, 2022. So this is a women's coaching community. We're going to have an hour call every week on Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, unless it doesn't work for the majority, in which case we'll change it. But Saturday's 11 a.m. Eastern seems to be the time that we're going to be committed to. And that is going to be an hour. I am a windbag and sometimes go over, but you don't have to stay. I'm going to be recording these. So I did record today's and um, I will be recording the calls if you can't, if you can't make it. But every Saturday, um, at least an hour, if not a little bit more. So that is, you know, that the value of that is just, is just huge. And then, um, we're going to have our community in Circle. So Circle is a private space. You can sign up for the day one community via Circle. There's a link on my website on that day one page. And uh, once you go through the uh, the area where you pay, and you'll create an account in that same area, it's going to send you an invitation email to the community. You'll be directed right inside. I can see every member that's invited. So you will not get lost. If I see that you haven't made your profile within, you know, like, a couple of hours I'll be emailing you personally like hey just saw you here you know I had to do that for a couple of people and, and they were like yeah Andy I meant to do it I just you know I just got distracted with something else so nobody actually got lost everybody found their way in very seamlessly which I was so excited uh, I was so excited about that and I'm really I'm really looking forward to having more people come in it is a paid community and the reason for that is because there is an energetic component that's attached to money so when we invest in something, we will show up for that something. We will show up with every bit of ourselves if we feel like we've invested. If we don't feel like we've invested, we'll walk away. Like I've walked away from communities that I've spent five, $600 for because it wasn't a big enough investment. Like it wasn't enough to make me want to rally against myself. Which is why one-on-one -on -one coaching is so powerful because you'll get to a place where you want to say fuck you and run back to your comfort zone. But when you invest, you don't. You don't. You don't spend five, six, seven, twelve years meeting somebody once a week and not make change. Like you motherfucking overhaul it. So there is a monetary um, element to day one. It's not that much. I have 1,000% spent more on a bar tab than, um, than I have for, you know, than I 
than this, than how much this is. But it's 100 bucks a month if you pay for three months. And uh, if you do it monthly, which you're more than welcome to do, it's a buck 25. So it's super, super manageable. Not too much money. Very powerful. Very valuable. So I really would love it if all of you would, uh, who are interested, can please reach out to me. Um, reach out to me, Andy, A-N-D-E-E, at getthefuckoff.com. I will be closing our doors um, this Friday, 624 at midnight. So that, just because, you know, I want to make sure that the community can develop its culture and not constantly have to be inviting in new people and readjusting and, and, you know, having to deal with all of that. Like I want the community to build and then us to stay together for the first cohort for three months. And then I'm going to open our doors again in three months. So you'll have an opportunity then if you don't jump in this time. But I would, I really would love to, I have such a great group. My founding members are so, so great. So if there was ever a time, this is the time. This is absolutely the time. So reach out to me, Andy, A-N-D-E-E, at getthefuckoff.com. If you have any questions at all, um, you can visit me on my website, getthefuckoff.com. And uh, if you go to the navigation, you can read more about day one. So I really, I've really enjoyed talking to you all today about showing up imperfect, about all of the things that go along with that. 50 episodes later from when I first spoke about it which to me is just impressive as all hell I'm I'm impressed with myself <laughs> um it's been great I I love having you all here my listeners you're so loyal thank you for coming back every week and listening to the get the fuck off podcast and um I will be back the next week with another episode until then take care of yourselves stay safe and stay beautiful